Hello, and welcome to another episode of Casual Conversation with Nick and Dennis. I'm Nick. This is Dennis. What's going on, Dennis? Not a whole lot. Looking forward to the day off of work tomorrow. Spend time with some friends. My girlfriend and the newest addition to the fam. The pup. Miss Macy. Yeah. Little pup, so... Should be, should be, should be good. How about yourself? Yeah, big, yeah, I'm actually flying to Wisconsin tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. Big fi- July Fourth party. Yeah, kind of not really. Um, that's the the party per se is uh, Friday. So yeah, I'll be flying, <clears throat> leaving the afternoon and get in at night. But should be a good day. So good deal. Yeah, how was your trip? <clears throat> it was good. It was good. We, uh, I don't know, nice and relaxing. Didn't really do a whole lot and just kind of hung out with family and got to eat a bunch of seafood that we don't normally get out here in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. So it was always good. It's good. Got my fix in, so I don't need to get any more of that for a while. Yeah. So that's good. It was, it was good. Our. Go our ahead. shark fishing, our shark fishing trip, unfortunately, got canceled because it was too oh, rough, yeah? too rough at sea. But uh, other than that, though, the trip was good. Good. Did you go back to work yesterday? Yeah. Yep. Kind of doing like some like half day things with the dog right now. So. Oh really? That's, that's been kind of nice. Yeah. But. That is nice. Just to kind of ease her into into the situation. That is nice. Yeah. So, um, well, that's good. How's the pup so far? You got her Sunday, right? She's doing good. Uh, yep. Picked her up Sunday. So this is day what, three, day three, day, day three. She's shit in your bed uh, yet. She, she has not done that. She's not allowed there yet. She's only peed in the house three times. Well, that's not too bad. She, she hasn't done it today. So that's, that's a plus. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been good. Yesterday was, she was testing our patients yesterday. That's for sure. But yeah, uh, I think she's just kind of like, she's nervous. She doesn't know what's going on. So she's yeah. kind of just acting out a little bit. Was she like eight weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you excited for the responsibility? Um, like I, th- I'm not like, I'm not really worried about the responsibility. Yeah. It's more so the the attention that it needs mm-hmm. all the time when it's young here, you know, yeah, you need to let the thing out every you know hour until you can get her trained with the whole potty thing. And yeah, once she's trained there, it's really kind of up to you or which, how you want to train her. But yeah, I don't know. I think we're doing, we're doing a good job. She's the, her, her learning curve has been very, very, uh, rapid. So, good she's uh she's learning and growing so good yeah so that's going good yeah that'll be fun that'll be i don't know spice up the life a little bit yeah i i forget like because when did you get when did you uh get a dog when you were in grade school oh gosh that was like kind of an ongoing family saga um we got a dog once and we had to take it back because we found out the breeders were doing some shady stuff or whatever. At least that's what my oh, parents really? told me. But yeah, uh, when did I get a dog? 
I don't even know. Um, maybe middle school almost. I didn't really have one growing up. Okay. I don't really get one I just, early on. I just think about it, and it's like, how the heck do my parents raise three kids? Like, So we got our dog when I was seven or eight. Okay. And so my brother would have been five or six. Okay. But then my sister would have been eight, 10 or 11. Yeah. So it was us three so y'all and were then young. the dog. And then, she, I mean, she was a puppy when we got her. So, I mean, yeah. it was just kind of like, it had to have been hectic because, I don't know, it's 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 been fun. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting the ability to train her right now because, like, you just being able to see the what she's learned in the little amount of time that she's been around has been really good, so mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Yeah, are you taking her hunting at all, you think, or no? Yeah, so I'm trying to just get her introduced to sheds, so the antlers, shed antlers right now. Yeah. And she's doing a pretty good job. She's she's picking up the sheds, and she's playing with them. She's bringing it back to her her little, uh, she's got a little dog bed. She brings it back to the bed, and that's kind of like her home station, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, she kind of recognizes the shape of them, and she kind of, I have a bigger pile of them, and she kind of walks over to there, and she tries to pick up the really big ones. And then she drops them and makes a huge loud noise against the wood floors, and she kind of freaks out, scares herself a little bit. But yeah. She, I don't know. It's kind of a, it'll be like, she won't be able to actually hunt for like a year. Yeah. So yeah. I honestly, probably not until she's like almost two years old is when she'll like be, be able to go a shed season. Yeah. Well, it's something to look forward to. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, so any big plans for tomorrow, July fourth, twenty eighteen? I'm just some friends. Uh, friend at work is having some people over, so looking forward to that. Go over there, grill out a little bit. There's yeah. a heat advisory, heat warning, or whatever here at noon tomorrow, until who knows when. Yeah. So that's kind of I don't know whatever, but um, yeah, looking forward to that though. Going over, having some grilling out a little bit. Okay. Having some brews. I'm taking. We're taking the dog over there. Get her. Get her socialized with some other people, and then they have a dog too. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. Huh. Sure. How about yourself? Yeah, you're just flying, right? Just flying. Yeah. It'll be just fun though. Flying. Be in the Minneapolis airport for like an hour and a half, which that airport's super nice. So. That's all right. I've spent more hour. I've spent a lot of hours in that airport. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not honestly. It's not that bad compared to like other ones. No, it's nice. It's like a mall and a bunch of restaurants and shit. So. Yeah. What uh, What airline do you usually take? Delta. Delta. Yeah. Delta it... seems to be the best. In my That's opinion. like okay. I don't know. Because I was. When I was booking my flight for out towards your way, there was nothing really. You know what's in, you know what's crazy to me? It mm. costs more for me to get a ticket from Minneapolis to Boise than Rochester to Minneapolis to Boise. Really? Yeah. And That's if weird. I were to get it, if I were to get a ticket from Minneapolis to Boise, I'd have to take the shuttle up there, mm-hmm. which would be seventy bucks, both you know, yeah. one way, one or uh, you get round trip seventy bucks shuttle back and forth. That's not bad though. No, it's not. But it's just like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, 
Oh, well, I don't know. Availability, right. I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. Well, anything interesting? Uh, you read anything interesting this week? Yeah, so that was the other thing on the on the vacation. I read that book, uh, Janesville. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other words in the title, but uh, it's a really, really good book for anyone wanting to know um, about economics uh, with a real-life example and the effects of large employers on a community. Yeah. Because, um, I mean – it talks about how the, that General Motors plant in Janesville has been around for almost, it was almost a hundred years and like overnight um, during the financial crisis, uh, which I didn't realize too that Paul Ryan and Scott Walker are both from that area. Oh, hell yeah, our boy Scotty Dub. Yeah, I didn't know that they were both from that area. Um, but uh, it talked- those guys are not that great, but hey. Right. Maybe yeah. leave politics out of this. Significant because they were in their yeah. in office and they were in office the time that all this stuff was happening. Um, but like it talks about how Paul Ryan actually got a call um, uh, from the CEO of General Motors and mm. they were telling him like, we're shutting down the Janesville plant tomorrow and, or next, or he gave him a date of when they were shutting the Janesville plant down. And we just wanted to like give you a heads up or whatever, and and like right away, Paul Ryan knew the what what the like ripple effect was going to be, and mm. <clears throat> the book just really does a good job like explaining like the family situations, the other businesses in the community situations, yeah. the other towns that are close to the to Janesville that those situations, mm-hmm. and then post like the closing what all these families have gone through and like some of them move to different GM plants and they travel back on the weekends to be with their families because they didn't want to move their families back and forth from Janesville to a different city and and it was also kind of cool too on my trip I was was reading it and if you travel along the um, take Interstate 90 um all the way to you hook up with uh, in the on the Ohio Turnpike, it turns into eighty, and then take yeah. eighty kind of out or whatever. Well, through Indiana and Ohio, there's um, two other. There's not two. There's like a few other. There's probably a handful of GM and Chrysler plants that were mentioned in the book. Okay, and talked about quite a bit. So it's kind of cool that we drove past those and I saw those and uh, just kind of I don't know interesting seeing those and why those ones were chosen to remain open and, and why you know Janesville was chosen to be closed yeah um, was it a quick read yeah I mean I finished the book in pretty much like two or three days really how many pages is it do you think uh, like with all the like and all the acknowledgments and the epilogue um, it's like 320 330 Oh, that ain't bad. Oh, so, and like, I don't know, it's, that stuff's interesting to me, so I, I'll read through it quite a bit, read like pretty fast yeah. just because it's interesting to me, but mm-hmm. for other people, it might be pretty dry or hard to stick into, but I don't know, it was interesting because you just read through it and you're like tying all this stuff together in your head while you're reading it and you're like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff makes sense because it's all tied together somehow and 
I find, yeah, I find some of that really interesting too because I feel like we were so young when all that was happening. Like, was that 07, mm-hmm. 06 to 08? So, like, for me, especially with like the current economic landscape and like how everyone wants to predict a crash or a crash isn't coming or whatever, for me, it's like interesting to learn about how some of that stuff happened and and why people are thinking it might happen again or why it may not. And I don't know, I'm yeah. always on the lookout for something like an indicator, you know, an official or something, so. Yeah. Well, like, what's it really, I don't know, like, a lot of times I think we all get caught up in, like, the current stuff, what's going on on the news. Everybody talks about the market every single day, yeah. so it's just constant all the time. We just get used to it. But it really, in in reality, um, markets have only really been around on the retail side. Like so, our you know, you and I can just go on our mm-hmm. on our you know phones, pick them up, and make a trade mm-hmm. or make a hundred trades today if we wanted yeah. to. And that's only really been around for twenty years. And two thousand seven, two thousand eight was really the first big episode of what we've yeah you know kind of encountered with with retail like individualized um investing yeah and so i think it's interesting that everybody wants to predict it everyone everybody everybody wants to try to figure something out but they don't take into account the time period that we've had retail investing and the Mm -hmm. history that that we've had Mm mm-hmm yeah, I guess I didn't think of that. Which either. hasn't been very good if you consider like the 1999-2000 crash, then 2007-2008. 80s were bad too, right? Eight, eight crash. Yep. 80s, there was, a, there was a bad bad drought there. 80s were really bad. I think 80s is the worst. Like inflation. But those that was more so like institutional. Oh, really? Um, like war, a wartime. Um, Investments. You know, not caused by, not really caused by poor financial management uh, um you know it was more so caused by just your your global economic uh climate yeah that's interesting also also i see Corey played off her student loans yep big day big day in this household she paid those off so it's a really exciting day really super proud of her mm-hmm. she got them she got them paid off Relatively fast, very, or I shouldn't say relatively fast, fast, very yeah. fast. That's really fast. So, yeah, so she's she's all excited. She had some people uh, contact her after she posted that and said they want help, like trying to figure out how they should start and, and everything, trying to figure things Here's out. Here's how so. to start. Stop buying $5 coffees. <laughs> stop, uh, stop, just, <laughs> yeah, just think about what you're buying. <laughs> Yeah, did you guys like eat out ever? Like how did like what like how did you balance it? Or did you I guys mean, just like eat you still eat. I mean, we st- we still ate out, but it was more of an event versus oh, let's just eat out yeah. again, you know. And so it's kind of, you know, you save you save for the bigger events that you know are going to happen, like your Valentine's Day, your anniversaries, mm-hmm. birthdays, mm-hmm. or. You know, if there's something big that happened at work or, I don't know, you know, there's something that you knew it was going to come up and you could say for it. Or if there was, if there was a date that we wanted just to go out, you know, you just, 
you know, can schedule for it in yeah. advance and take care of it. You know, you can't just make a habit of you look at each other at four o'clock in the afternoon when you get off work and you say, oh, I don't really feel like making anything. Let's just go out. Yeah. You can, cause it gets, it gets into a habit and it gets too yep. easy and it's like a cycle. Exactly. That's what I avoid. I avoid those habitual things. I, I try to avoid subscription <clears throat> based stuff best as I can. Mm-hmm. Like the Netflixes, the Hulus. Um, I mean, I'm guilty. I pay 10 bucks a month for Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Lightroom, but like, well, I mean, I think, them, I, I think, think your $10 or your $10 a month Netflix subscription is much better than paying. Yeah. You know, I know people who pay $150 for their cable package every single month. Oh yeah. Well, I don't even pay for Netflix. And if I, if I, if it was up to me, like if it was like, I didn't have somebody else's subscription, I wouldn't pay for Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I, I use YouTube so much, like that's my main source of media. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's the the thing is though, people could probably call me on my shit though because I buy fucking books like a madman, but I'm getting knowledge. That's what. Well, what do you think about uh, Mr. Gary V? He doesn't read books. He he's not. He doesn't that... have time. He he can consume other. He can consume knowledge in other other uh, mediums. I mean. I haven't been watching much Gary Vee, but that was one thing that I really staunchly disagree with him on. I'll take a stand on that. Like, I mean, I don't think reading's the be all end all, but I definitely think reading is more beneficial than sitting and watching Netflix for two hours. Well, I mean, it depends what kind of Netflix you're watching. I mean, if you're just popping down and watching, banging out eight hours of Riverdale. I don't well, think that's probably beneficial. But if you sat down and watched eight, that, eight, you know, eight hours worth of fair. maybe you know documentaries about, very fair. You know, who knows what? I think those are. I mean, I mean, for me, I personally enjoy watching the documentaries on Netflix and Amazon Prime on like all the health stuff that's out there. Those are becoming really popular. All those documentaries are really popular. I like watching those and yeah. I mean, any, that, any stock market related. Fair documentary you know i have to watch those are really yeah good. no that that's super fair and like we said i think in like our first episode i mean don't get me wrong here like i'm not saying you can't watch <laughs> netflix and you should just read books but i'm just saying not reading i would disagree with that i think everyone right. should read yes. whether it be 100 pages a day or 10 or 5 you know or a news article a day right whether it be a book or like you plop yeah. down and read some news articles on your phone like that's... i just think i just think it's important to i think it's important to slightly be informed i think there can be where you're over informed like and like you just can't really split your time to like what you really care about like oh my gosh this is happening this is happening oh my gosh like i love this i love this i mean which is fine do whatever you want at the end of the day but i think it's important to read i guess is the moral of that story and i disagree with gary v i mean warren buffett didn't make freaking 80 billion not reading bill gates didn't make whatever not reading i'm sure bezos reads i mean right oh yeah proof is in the pudding there he built a billion dollar bookstore i'm sure he reads yeah, he probably reads a book or two. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess to those arguments, I'm sure there's several others, but I mean, Ben Franklin. I mean, I don't know. 
No, there's definitely benefits. You know, I think there's cognitive benefits to reading. You know, it just kind of calms yourself down and yeah. you have to focus on words in the book versus, yep. you know, being stimulated by video. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't know. No, I no. agree. I think, yeah. and yeah, that that's where I disagree with Gary Vee, but um, like I said, I guess to get back on the money thing, I just, I don't know. I think it's important to know where you're spending your money at least. Um, for instance, which I still need to do this. Um, like I use Mint to track all my money and that's helped mm-hmm. me and caused me many existential crises, but... <laughs> Um, like cable one double charge me this month. So I got to call them and say, Hey, you double charge me. I went to caught that without mint or like looking at my credit card statements. So I think the biggest thing is to just know where your money's going at all times. Yeah. That'd be my biggest piece of financial advice. And then you start realizing trends like shit. I spent 30 bucks on coffee. It's like okay, I could I could maybe peel that down to twenty, you know, two less coffees a month. That's not a big deal, right? You know, yeah, still one a week at five bucks. But I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said. Like if that's your thing, like if coffee's your thing, oh yeah, I think you know, do what you got to do, budget for it. If you realize that, oh maybe that's really eating into my budget, like. I'm spending, mm-hmm. I'm spending yeah, totally. $500 a month on my coffee. Probably yeah. should tone her back notch or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, cause I just bought my car and everyone's like, Oh my gosh. It's like, why can I afford that? Because I don't buy a lot of, like, I don't go out to eat a lot. I don't buy like a lot of coffees. I don't go to the movies a lot. I don't have a ton of subscriptions. I mean, I don't spend a ton on groceries. Like I shop at Fred Meyer, which is Kroger. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, the easiest way to have money is not spend money. That's right. That is. And the best way to spend money is on things that you want. I wanted a car. Bought a car. That's right. Some people don't want cars. They want whatever i don't know hunting gear hunting gear or something to take a picture of and post it on social media you know i don't know yeah right cameras whatever you do you but think it's important to know where your money is at the end of the day absolutely and i'm sure Corey knew where her money was oh she does she is she is the planner of them all she uh she figures it out real fast. She's just got it. She's just got it uh, ingrained in her head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, my boss is a big Dave Ramsey. I know a couple other people that are big Dave Ramsey people. Um, I'm gonna. I don't know much about him, but I don't fully agree with him. But I know we've talked about him a little bit. Where Where are you looking at yours? Yours close to being paid um, off? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, right now. I've, I'm banking. I'm banking up the money. So instead of I actually making the payment on my loans, I'm just saving it in in an account that I plan to dump into my student loans. I'm just. It's kind of like a big emergency fund. 
if you will. Um, just kind of mm-hmm. trying to plan for for the future here. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. I think I'm going to pay mine off in July though, because I pay. I don't pay that much a month for mine. I pay like 200 a month and I could be paying like half that. So I'm like already paying them down aggressively. But like my thinking is like, if I just pay them off, then I'll have 200 extra bucks a month and I'll have like, what's just in my bank account will be like what I have for money essentially instead of like having some of that. Yeah. In there. Because, I mean, it is debt. I owe it to the government, so. Yeah, but I've also had people tell me that I'm an idiot for paying them off because they're going to be, they're all, all the loans are going to be forgiven um, sooner or later anyways, so you might as well uh, just mm-hmm. keep putting them off while you can. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm, guys, I don't care who you are. They're, they're, it's that weight of knowing that oh yeah yeah it is the weight there's they're, they're gonna forgive them but i just don't know when oh they're gonna be forgiven i just don't know when yeah they won't be you know five six years go by and it's like man these things could have been gone two or three years ago and i wouldn't even have to be stressed or worried yeah, about this exactly right it's like <clears throat> you can't count on yeah that's another thing you can't count on unpredictability you know that comes no. down to investing it's like you just sit and twiddle your thumbs. You could twiddle your thumbs for two years and like, you know. A, well, and and honestly. You just got to you know, do at some point. Yeah, you know this too. You know, you can't control things that are out of your out of your reach or out of your control. Mm-hmm. So there's no sense in worry about them. Well, if you worry about loans and worry about how much money you make and how much money you have saved and how much money you owe, mm-hmm. you can – control that by paying everything off and worrying about other things. Yeah, exactly. Making a good habit too. I've noticed like now I have in mind like how much I save every single month Mm -hmm. to go towards loans. And so now it's like, I like, this is the bare minimum going forward. Like if, if worse comes to worse, I at least have to save this much and yep. And anything else on top of that is, is, you know, cake essentially. So, which, you know, I think, you know, for kids are kids, people our age to realize that and have that kind of ingrained and have that uh, discipline, I think is, uh, is very, very good. Very, you're ahead of the curve. That's for sure. It's tough, man. You know? At 18 years old, I guess I didn't really think about how much debt I was going to have. Right, yeah. Right. You just know that the government pays you to go to school, and then one day you just got to pay it back. You just never know how much, though. Yeah, until not day, totally. Until that day finally comes senior year, you actually got to set up a, a meeting for, um, for exit loan counseling, counseling, and they tell you how much you owe. And, right. And then... I- and the tears start flowing. <laughs> yeah, shit. I paid like, so I had them through a couple and I paid like a few thousand dollars off. And I was like, this is so stupid. I definitely took out more than I needed. So like, I still have some of that like kind of left over, I feel like, which is also why I can just like pay them back because I didn't really, I didn't spend all of it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 
because I worked and stuff, so, but yeah, shit, not fun, but then again, I try to look at it like it is debt, it never really was mine, you know, I never really earned it, I was given, I was loaned it, there you go, yep, so, it'll be fun, but, yeah, anyhow, so this week, um, we're talking about passion, right? Yeah, we can talk briefly. What's funny about that article I sent you is that on, what day is it? On June 29th, so a few days ago, LinkedIn, I read this LinkedIn like briefing every morning. LinkedIn posted about that article that I sent you. So Okay. So in, essentially, the article was talking about finding your passion so instead of finding your passion you should try to build it but like the biggest takeaway without reading the article is that it's important to have a growth mindset instead of like a it's just gonna come to me would you say mindset like eventually like eventually my passion will show up which i think is key and what i feel like i've kind of always had because i mean you just got to do something at the end of the day. Like a, going back to money, like, hey, if hunting's your thing, like have a hobby, find your passion. Who cares if it, your passion doesn't have to make you money necessarily. You just got to have something to live for. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I read that and I was like, you know, that's, that makes, it makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you, I don't know. Your passion should be grow. You should to be grow in, should be to grow in some sort of a field, you mm-hmm. know. And I do, I do uh, like what Gary B says about this. You know, you know that passion might be a dream yeah. job. You think might be a dream job, but unfortunately, that dream job just doesn't happen overnight. Uh-huh. And so you got to enjoy the process and be passionate yep. about the process. And kind of, you know, take it one step at a time. But through each step, you got to be passionate uh, about it. You you just got to know it and be the guy for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I related to that quite to the article quite a bit. You know, I I don't know. We we both heard it in, in college and how we're supposed to. Oh, you, you know, you you find a job that's that's in within your passion and you won't work a yeah, day in right. your life. You know, and it's like, well. I don't even know what my passion is right yeah. now. Like, I like to hunt quite a bit, yeah. but I don't know if that's my passion. Like, what does uh, that even mean? Like, I put a lot of effort into it, and I learn yeah, about exactly. it a lot. But you know, I there's other stuff that I like to do too. Yeah, the just for reference, the article's titled "Find it, Find Your Passion" is bad advice, says Yale and Stanford psychologists, but. I mean, I don't feel like it has to make you money necessarily. So, just something to like no. get up and live for and be excited for, I guess. Right. I just think that if, uh, like, so for an example, your dream, your end dream job maybe to be, um, okay. So, end, end, end goal, dream job 
is to be like an executive chef at a Los An- Las Vegas or a New York yeah. um, uh, uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. But you're only 18 and you know you got to start from square one and kind of build yourself mm-hmm. up. So in the meantime, you get a job at Culver's, start to kind of learn the industry. Yeah, the job might suck and it might not be the, what you want to do right now. But you got to be passionate about you know food and about the industry and take advantage of what Culver's has to offer and what the job itself has to offer mm-hmm. and use that to motivate yourself to get to the next level and then start all over, you know, recycle. And, you know, if you're a fast learner, you'll probably achieve your goal sooner than later. If you're not a fast learner. Yeah, exactly. You might need a little more luck to get there a little sooner. Another thing like back, I actually watched this back in college because I was really struggling with like, oh, I need a passion. I need a passion. I mean, I don't know. But I like watched a video and it was like, you can be passionate about many different things. Like the lady was saying, it was a TED talk. And she was like, I was passionate about selling like jewelry for like three years. Now I'm passionate about this or whatever. So it's like, you don't need to find one thing that you are crazy about for the rest of your life. Not that, I mean, shit, that'd be awesome if you could find that, but right. It's not like you need to do that right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's a lot to be, uh, a lot to be learned from understanding where you are in the process and understanding where you want to be. Yeah. You know, beginning to end you got to think about it as a as a big oh yeah you got to think long term I and mean, you and i both know it's hard to think long term yeah and it's tough for you us you get caught up in the daily grind you get caught up oh yeah caught up in the late nights at work should i work till like eight you yesterday know? too that sucked um you get caught up in the like especially our age like i just watched like a sneaker shopping video with or the rapper trippy red and he's got to be like younger than us it's like he's probably wearing like a hundred thousand dollar chains and stuff it's like not that i want that but like shit you get caught up in like wow like what made him like successful like what it's like why am i not so it's like you got to not judge yourself by the timelines like my favorite ones are like my favorite things to see is like when certain CEOs like became millionaires or invented something or like, you know, cause not everyone like invented something at like 22 or 23. No, you know, no, everybody's story and everybody's, you know, path is different. Yeah. So you just gotta be a little patient, I suppose. Right. Well, and that's, that's hard. Oh yeah. It's so hard because some, when you get an impatient, you know, that's when you might take a step back versus just being patient for one more month. Yeah, exactly. And then it might be even further ahead than if you were to actually, you know, move the next step. Mm-hmm. So, no, I thought the article was good, though. Gave a different perspective, different one than what you're taught in school. You know, and I, I, I think that, you know, it's part of a problem, a larger problem that... You know, you're told to go find your passion, and pretty soon you're told, to, "Oh, just go to, just go to a four-year school and be undecided for the first two years, and then right. you'll find out what you want to do, and then you know, and then you know, kind of what what's going to go on." It's kind of like, 
I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I will say, though, like, it's important, like, when you're in college to, like, constantly be thinking about what you want to be doing. Right. Because, like, you'd rather do another year in college instead of five years in the industry and then go back kind of deal. Right. So it's like, don't be afraid to change your opinions or like your major. And I think that's, I don't know. I think, I think that it isn't, it is important to, I know I, I, I really enjoyed my, my time in college and, uh you know, I tried to make sure to take advantage of a lot of the opportunities that were available at UWL. And I think that's a big, you know, a big thing that not a lot of students do is they just go to class. Right. You just go to class. I get you get good grades and you go to class, but that might not find your passion, you know? Yeah, it's important to put forth some effort, whether you like or dislike it. Yeah. And I don't know too many people who just have a passion for getting A's. Yeah, dude. Because unfortunately, that life stops after, yeah, after your PhD. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you're in mountains of debt. So, well, unless you got somebody to, unless you got had somebody tight te- te- or uh, bring you bring you to school tight, you know, just tagging along. Right. Yeah, no, it's a good read. Yeah, it was. I've been finding, like I said, I've been reading a lot of news articles, a lot of articles a lot lately. On top of reading books, I'm reading Mother American Night by John Perry Barlow right now. What's that? What's that about? It's about John Perry Barlow's life. He was a uh, he was a member of the Grateful Dead. He's a writer. I don't know. He's got a pretty crazy life. <clears throat> so it's been interesting so far. He's done like a lot of drugs and done some crazy stuff and. Some stuff almost like really unbelievable, but I guess, I guess you just kind of, I don't know. It's a book, so whatever. Take it at, take it as it's a, a book, mm. and enjoy the stories. I'm sure most, if not all, are real, but some of his life seems so crazy that it seems surreal. But I mean, he grew up in like the '60s, <clears throat> so drugs kind of make sense, you know? Yeah. And, less strict laws about stuff so yeah so far so good good deal and i think there's a lot to be said about uh i was i was i can't remember if i was reading something or if i was um i think i was listening to a podcast probably a joe rogan podcast about people who maybe it was uh it was the podcast with uh Who is the who is the rock star guy? Richard Branson? No, no, not Richard Branson. Um, uh, wow, Rolling Stones. Who's the main guy? No idea. Oh, I gotta look up his name now. Oh. Steven Tyler. That's who it is. Oh. I don't even know if he's with the Rolling Stones, but it's Steven Tyler, and he talks about I'm how. Pretty sure he's with Aerosmith. That sounds a little more right. Yeah. Anyhow, he was talking about what. Uh, yeah. So he, he talked about how a lot of his, you know, a lot of him coming up with music was on drugs and how, you know, he, he just had a system down and he, that's what he did. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just find it fascinating how that's, that's how some people operate and that's how they find a lot of their creativity and 
there are benefits to it, but there's also a lot of side, bad side of life, side of, side effects to some of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of getting, uh, you know, learning from other people's lives about yeah. that is interesting. Yeah, this is like our second um, biography or autobiography. In the book club? I think it's an autobiography if they write about themselves. Yeah. The first one was about astronaut Chris Hadfield. That was kind of boring and redundant, but very cool in the sense that, like, I definitely didn't know uh, what it took to be an astronaut and, like, all the crazy stuff. But that book could have been cut about 100 pages shorter, I think. And then this one's just crazy because it's about a rock star. So, so this one, this one's much better than the other one so far. So far, yeah, more action, but I mean, that makes sense. Like to be an astronaut, you gotta gotta be, you know, super intelligent. Not that uh, John Perry Barlow's not. He went to Wesleyan, could have went to Harvard, all that. But like, you gotta be intelligent. Then you gotta do like air force or something and then you got to do that for a certain amount of years like you got to be crazy disciplined crazy like physically you have to be a specimen physically a specimen just everything like you know just got to be hard to relate yeah like you can't be goofing around essentially you got to be by the book which is cool it pays off like you said if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do uh-huh but yeah, this one, more rock star. Also, it's like easier to relate to. Not that I do like a ton of drugs or anything, but um, <laughs> it just some of like this normal, normal quote unquote struggles. Like, oh, don't really like what's going on in society a little bit. Like, don't really know what I want to do with my life. So, so far, so good. Very nice. Yeah. What uh, what do you think is going to be? Do you guys have a timeline for when you need to have the books finished by? Um, I don't know. We've been grinding lately. We read the book called The Cartel by Don Winslow, and that was like 750 pages. Nice. Yeah, that was a big one. We didn't pay attention to the page count, but we were reading like 100 and some pages a week in that one, which between that and then like other books I'm reading, I was like reading a ton. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. We try to do like four to five weeks for a book. It's pretty solid. That one took us like seven or eight because it was so long. But. Um, so, do you are you a fan of like the book club type uh, structure? Or do you kind of like you're doing your own research on what you want to read and <clears throat> kind of do it that way? Just do it on your own and. Yeah. Um so I like them both because like I like reading books that I want to read, but it's also like this book, for example, I definitely wanted to like pick this up. Like this is a pretty new book um, and I like don't know anything about him. So I definitely want to read it at all, like just because it didn't really interest me. It's not somebody I know, like I never listened to The Grateful Dead or anything, so yeah, like mm-hmm. both. Obviously, I probably prefer to read what I want to read, but um, that's just in the reading aspect. It's nice to like talk with my friends every week. Yeah, pros and cons. More pros, though, I would say, because I read. You know, we we're always reading good books. So, 
Yeah, I, f- I feel like I would. It would make me step out of my comfort zone to read something that I normally wouldn't read. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. And probably learn learn something that I otherwise wouldn't have learned. Yeah, like we've read, you know, the cartel, American Ping Kingpin. We read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which is what the Blade Runner movies were based off of. Um, the astronaut book, this book. I don't know. We've been doing this for almost a year now. We've read a few books. Shit, I can't remember them all. Oh, Ready Player One, which was outstanding. Uh, we just finished Armada by Ernest Klein as well. Not as good. No? No. Ready Player One was way better. I think everyone should read Ready Player One. That book's sick. It was really good. I could have read that in a week, and that book's like not short. Good deal. Good deal. Anyhow. Yeah. Got any big plans or anything coming up? Any oh. any topics? Anything you're itching to talk about? Um, not really. I mean I realized we talked about um <laughs> our plans for like twenty minutes last time. We made plans on the podcast live. Sorry, listeners. Oh yeah. No, I was no, Oops. I was excited. I'm excited about that. Head out there, a little yeah. Bit. Hopefully, I'm just worried. Hopefully, the dog is uh, is being dog is in good yeah, hands. Hopefully, the dog is being good and not a little devil. Because it, I don't know. As long as she's being good, it'll be much better. Yeah, I'm sure. Like what that gives you over a month, so yeah. she'll be a little more. She'll still be a pup, pup, but she'll oh be yeah. Good. So no, looking forward to it though, because I've. I've only really been in like the right there by Wyoming. I haven't seen the other part of Idaho, so I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. Like going yeah. on. The big the big yeah. city in Idaho. I'm sure you've already written down everything that we're gonna do and have it all planned out. Oh yeah, I always do. I always have everything. You got it all up in the that. noggin, I'm sure. Yeah, see the thing is like I don't really care. Like, I haven't done it all, but I just want to do what other people would want to do. So, whatever. If I've done the same hike ten times, I'll go do it again. Doesn't bug me. So, that's only when visiting. Generally, I do yeah. whatever I want. So, good deal. No, I, but, I, uh, yeah. So I made those plans, and then I was I told Corey, and she's like. So you didn't want me to come, and I was like, uh, "I guess I should have probably talked to you before this." I was like, "Oh well, you can come. I'll buy you a ticket if you want to come." She's it just like her her time off is so weird. It's it's so frustrating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I like I get all my days up front, and I get more days than most people get. And like this weekend, I've got to work over the weekend because they're closing out numbers for um your quarterly earnings release oh yeah and uh and so i'm working on the weekend and i get those days back so then i'll get two days to learn some other time and then but then she won't be able to take those days off you know and so do you get pto for working on the weekends uh so it's not pto it's called flex time oh and so you can just pretty much i don't know you got to be wise about it and just use it when it's not a busy time and just one for one and uh yeah yep well that's good at least work a day get a day 
So that's good. At least it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, in the winter time, it's pretty nice because like half the time it's, it's dark. Like, well, I'm not gonna doing anything anyways. It's snowing outside, or it's really crappy. I'll just sit inside and it'll work anyways. But I don't know. Do you have the Do you have the ability to work from work from home at all? No, I don't. I have a laptop at work that's mobile, but um, they don't really let us work from home. I don't. I mean. We kind of need. Do you have to take your laptop? We kind of need to. No, uh, uh-uh. they. My boss at least doesn't encourage us to do that. Okay. Um. So that's good at least. But I've been working. I've worked a bunch of weekends. Of I mean, I worked till midnight. Uh, twice a week or two ago. I don't remember all the days kind of blended together. So now is that? Do you just get in return one day back? Yeah, or? one for one. Okay. So if you work 16 hours, it's not two days. It's just one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Um. I, I don't know. I kind of like I, I was talking to my, my manager at work about it. I was kind of like, you know, I honestly don't mind waking up early and logging in, you know, at home here and, and getting a lot of work done that it's kind of like the 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 daily process stuff that I have to get done. And when I can't get it done because I'm bothered by other people and with, with other requests, it's, it's just kind of a lot relaxing to get it done here. And then you go to the office and then you can get all the, your ad hoc stuff done and catch up on emails and you don't have to worry about getting caught, getting behind because, you know, you are doing everything that, that you, that you could when everybody else was still sleeping or getting to yeah, work. So I feel you there. I don't know. And I told him, like, I don't know, I, I feel like you should want to put in a little extra effort. And if that means you got to log in from home and do a few things and, and be more relaxed about it, I think you should be able to do that instead of, you know. But I think also they don't want to give the privilege to people who yeah. abuse it. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I think uh... – on the topic of having to do a little extra, I mean, I'm all for it. Um, when it's expected, like a guy that just got hired at, at my work, um, he said he worked a place and they like cut a third of the staff. And then he was like working until 2 AM and stuff. And he just couldn't do it. Ooh, like consistently. That's not, that's it. Like, like that was his every day. That's a different situation. Yeah. Like purposely cutting the staff just cause they know they can, you know, get it over, get over on other yeah. employees. I understand if you're going to do that because there's process improvement that can be done and automate oh, yeah. a lot of things. I totally get that. But if you're not going to do that or not, you know, have a trial period where everybody, everybody's working to automate everything and then you switch yeah. over and, and transition. That and I think like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they got races either. So it's like. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he said a lot of well he left I think he said a lot of people left yeah. so just part of it but I understand like having you know to work a few extra hours work really hard for a month or two or I mean it's kind of part of life you, everything you want is on the opposite side of hard work so that's right you just gotta hope it pays off yeah and if it doesn't I guess I don't know figure it out from there that's for sure but Anyhow, I hope you uh, 
Hope you don't have to work too much this weekend. I won't. It it won't be that bad. I I I don't I don't mind it. It's I don't know. I kind of weekends that I'm gonna be in Rochester anyways. It's kind of nice. But when it's kind of night, when it's like the weather's nice outside, and I could be doing other things, and it's kind of yeah, not so bad. But anyhow, well, alrighty. We didn't do any shout-outs this time. I maybe we can keep it that way. Yeah, we'll save the shout-outs yeah. uh, till next time. I'll have to take some well, notes from the last. Uh, be no, will be kind, and get the get the yeah. shout-outs done. Yeah, I'm done right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. um, well, there, there it is. That's yeah. subtle one. We have to. We kind of owed him one. We did. So, Brandon, if you're still listening, thank you. We appreciate it. I'll keep up the good Anybody work. who's listening and doesn't I, listen to Ben's podcast. No, Brandon's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Brandon's podcast. <laughs> they should. Uh, he He's doing a good job. And he's got a killer yeah. intro and outro and – He's got good, uh, good uh, cover art, and he's just killing the overall. He's got a lot of things that we. He's don't got have. a lot of a lot going for him. That's for sure. <laughs> listen, listen to him and not yeah. us. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. It's good. This is more focused on to give whoever's listening to at this at fifty fifth minute. I don't know. It's just I. I would check it out. He kind of explains what he's going through and his or what he's gonna going through, what he's trying to do in his first like trailer i would say it's like five minutes Mm -hmm. so yeah thanks brandon for the shout out if you're still listening and everyone should go check him out as well as check us out on our socials at nick fortney on instagram um send us an email casual combo pod at gmail.com like our facebook page follow dennis on instagram at crow outdoors everyone knows that the O after the underscore is a zero, hopefully by now. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Later.